What's up, everybody? We're back. It's been a while. Josh and Jay back with the America is Blue podcast. Unfortunately, the narrative has not changed a whole, whole lot since, since our last appearance. But nonetheless, we love Chelsea Football Club. We support it no matter what. Uh, these are these are meager times on the Oregon Trail uh, as, a, as a Chelsea fan. It's it's been it's been pretty crazy. And, you know, Jay, I just got to say one thing. I think we can both agree that the success of Chelsea has just been unbelievable over the past 20 plus years. And in the opposite direction, our beloved New York Knicks have been an absolutely terrible trash franchise for the better part of 20 plus years. The fact that I'm going to say out loud that at least we have the Knicks over Chelsea is something I never thought I would say in my entire life. But that's where we are, man. And it's it's unbelievable that uh, we're, we're in this state of peril. The good news is we have some Champions League football coming up. But uh, I don't know what your thoughts are, man. But it's, uh, it's tough times indeed. Yeah, it's desperation shit we're going through. This has been the most painstaking, draining season of football I've ever experienced. Um. It sucks. The good news is this, is that emotionally, I've written off the season. I don't think we're getting anything out of anything. If they pull off some kind of insane Roberto Di Matteo, Bruno Saltar type crazy I mean, ass magic, then listen, God bless everybody. And that would be the perfect Chelsea thing to do. But this has been a brutal season and a, and a time of transition. So uh, state of affairs is shit. The last two performances from the club have been – not the last two. We can't score. We create chances most of the time. Uh, defensively, in general, we're okay, except for you know these hit-and-miss moments that are just mind-boggling. And, dude, this is where we're at. So it sucks. I would say more importantly, and I was surprised you didn't drop this into the intro, so our beloved Josh Fralick was actually at the bridge for Grant Potter's last game against Aston Villa. So I, I don't want to say anymore because what the hell do I know watching shit through TV? You were there on the ground live seeing what was happening. So I'm just going to forget about first words and all this other shit. I am just going to turn this over to you and I want you to let us know what happened from A to Z. Well, I mean, first and foremost, I, I do have to say this. My, my experience at the bridge in general was fantastic. Just, uh, you know, the, everything around the grounds. Just, uh, you know, being there, all the people that, that were around, just fantastic atmosphere. I have to say that. The first first half flew by. I mean, it, it was just unbelievable, you know, when, when you're there, everything's happening so fast. Um, I, I'll say that. But the atmosphere was unfortunately very sullen in the sense mm. that we, we were getting out. We were getting out chanted. We were getting out sung by the, by the Villa Faithful. And you could just tell that everybody around the grounds was resigned to the, the same old, same old. And it was really unfortunate because obviously there were a million chances. Of course, Chilwell, right at the end, everybody has the, the feeling that we're, we're back on level terms and we're, we're getting back into the game and, you know, the, the crowd erupts. And all we needed was a goal. All we needed was a goal. And anything, and it could have gone any way. And the, the excitement level and the crowd would have been right back with them. But our inability to score just resonates. There, there is no energy in the sense of, of positivity 
towards we just think that we're going to pull it out or we're you know we're, we're going to bag one here. It just continues to be a, a very draining experience. Uh, and it was and it was it was evident live. Uh, but you know, I, I had a had a chance to to sit in some some great sections and, and meet some great people. So, uh, you know, my experience at the club was was very excellent. I had the opportunity to meet uh, Chris Hollins, who is the son of uh, club legend John Hollins, and he was he you know he showed me around. We had a really nice chat, and uh, ma- makes me feel a little bit more spiritually connected to the club, if you will. Uh, you know, having having the opportunity to experience that, but. Um, Short of that, the the play was just so frustrating, so agonizing because everybody everybody wants a positive result and it's just not happening. But I I, I will say I when I got back to my hotel room, I can't remember you know when it was, if it was either the next morning or or if it was later that night. But I saw you know Grand Potter was sacked and I, I said at least I'm getting the news right here. <laughs> uh, you know. It, it, Feels good. There was probably a thank God you got to see Graham in live action doing nothing on the sideline. That's great. So, dude, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. We're dude, we're we're paupers at this point. We're begging for crumbs, and we all we want is just that little bit of joy and excitement, just something to get the motor going. And it's just not there. When we do get it, it's always disappointment. We're always a hair offside, or or something comes up that just pulls the joy and just you know, it just rips the air out of the balloon. And you know. I don't think we need to get into nitty gritty details about what happened with Villa. It was obviously a really shitty performance. We can't score. They gave up their goals. We got our typical post game press conference. But what I am going to say is this real quick, because it does pivot right back into your experience is, you know, us neutering are arguably our best player by not playing Reese James on the wing and playing him as a right center defender when the man that you met at the game was I'm assuming healthy and available to be able to go in there. And it is his natural position. I'm assuming, I don't know what happened with Wesley Fafana, but you did get to meet Trevor Chalaba and it was a beautiful shot. You got. I mean, look, I would, I would have taken Trevor Chalaba, uh, you know, in, in the team with, with recent his natural position over Ruben Loftus cheek, who I just, I mean, it was just <laughs> so, so agonizingly frustrating. And, I, and, you know, we don't do stats here. We don't do stats. This is not a stat program. But I have to say, I did know this. We outshot them a billion to two, and the two both hit the back of the net. I don't know how many That's we an had. official like, stat. The over-under the, the, shots were 600 or something like that. That is an official stat. Hold us to it. A billion to two. I mean, it was. And, and accurate, yes. I, I did. I was there. I know, because I was there. But bro, we just—it was, the, was just so frustrating. The aura of this team, man. It's like we do—we do a lot of things right. I mean, we, listen, we can crush Graham Potter. I think this really has more to do with the mindset and just the the aura and the environment that such a docile little human being creates in there. Like, there, there's no—he's uh. not injecting that killer instinct, and I don't think I think he's doing a lot of shit to coddle people and make them you know, wipe some tears away. But he's not doing anything to give him a real raging erection, like to just go out there and get shit done. Like that killer instinct to just go out there and be cutthroat and be a winning team. Um, And dude, we just keep on seeing it. We see chance after chance after chance. And it's not just one guy, it's every guy. And just no one can bag one. I I don't even remember what it looks like to see the back of the net pop. 
I don't even know what it looks like anymore. I, this is just where we're at. I, I mean, you're absolutely we're 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 not a bunch of killers. There's like who's the killer? Where where are where are our killers? And we, we like we, we don't have anybody that's that's going out there and, and really putting people to the knife. And again, you see how lively Joao Felix is. Can we get him maybe a final pass or anything? Because of course, if he deeks eight people, he's gonna have to deke a ninth, and and the ninth person's gonna get him. Like it, like it yeah. just doesn't matter. That it's that is also extremely frustrating because we we at times are playing some very 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 brilliant football, lovely stuff. Nothing is going right, and honestly, at this point too, Kai Havertz as well, dude. If you knew that that went off your hand, which you obviously did, don't celebrate. Don't let anyone get excited in any way. Be. Because I, I don't even know why he went through with that. Because I didn't need it. Because when, <laughs> when, when I saw the angle on television, unfortunately we had, to, we had to watch this one today. When it went in, I was like, this one has to count. This one has to count. Like, you know, it went off his chest. It went in. He wouldn't be. And then I look, I'm like, oh, oh, it's a handball. And it's like, dude, wh- wh- yeah. why are you celebrating? Because we're desperate. We're desperate. The guy, as we are as fans, we're desperate because we want to see it. You know, feeling empathetic for these players to a certain extent, they're desperate. They all, I mean, it's not like they don't want to score. It's the same thing I feel with, with Jao Felix. Mudrick looks awful. All of a sudden, his feet are bricks. Every touch is just, I mean, he's just bombing it. Um, Kai Havertz just still the decision-making. When, you know, when he shoots, it's not decisive. When he's supposed to pass, he misses it. When he tries to pass, it's poorly executed, and he's just getting muscled off the ball. He's not a he's not a true striker. He can moonlight there in a pinch, but we've been in a really, really, really extended pinch with Kai Havertz as a striker. Um, but anybody we've tried to put up there, no one can seem to find a way to generate effective finishing and clinical finishing. It's just, and this is, it has to just be in their heads. It's just in their heads. This is a, this is a case of just being in a slump, having the bat on your shoulder, and honestly, like almost not wanting to swing because you're just terrified of what the outcome's going to be, as opposed to saying, "I'm going to crack this thing." So that'll be, a, you know, I think it's going to be really interesting. I mean, listen, Bruno Salter has never been a manager at any level. This is a placeholder. I would love, I would love to see. Yeah, you know, uh, who knows? Maybe he's got the motivational balls to be able to get these guys at least feeling a little bit better by the end of the season, whereas Graham was certainly not that guy. But this is this is a pivotal moment with the amount of investment that we've made into this team to find the right guy to really just bring this team together and get them thinking, get the mentality shift to going back to being a winning team. Yeah. It, and that's going to be a challenge. I mean, it's it's and it starts from the top. You you absolutely know that. It's got to come from the from the manager down, and you know now now that we have a clean slate, I, I think what did I see? Is it like a it's a thirteen million pound payout? Like I don't know if they have to pay him out the the full contract or or how that that works. Um, Apparently, they came to a settlement. Yeah, that that's what that that's what that's what yeah. I thought. I, you know, he he got a he got a settlement. some severance package, and that'll be it. He made a lot of money. Listen, he's a really from everything that we hear, he's a really nice guy. He's professional. Uh, he, he, he said all the right things. It's just 
We need this is Chelsea, man. We need somebody who's got that edge. We need somebody who's a little bit of a dick. Hey. Like that that's what we're about. We need somebody who's gonna be able to get up on the mantle and lead exactly. the charge. And he just you have to have an agitator. Some, so, somebody, somebody some combo of learning on the job and, and just not the just not the right temperament. Okay, okay. so so with that in mind, I think we, we can all agree. We've we've I, I can't say that we've hit rock bottom, but there there's no football that means anything short of Real Madrid. Real Madrid is the only thing that matters right now. All of our cards are on the table. We have to advance in that scenario. Be that as it may, because we, we're, we're not going down. And and I don't think that mathematically we can qualify for Europe at, in any in any way right now. I, I just... I, I, we probably and, have to win out. And, and shame on me for, for not knowing that off the top, but I, I don't. Here's the thing. If, if we do want this consistency, and of course we know that he's linked and it's, and it's really easy to just, to just say his name, but if we're trying to build something then, if you're trying to be measured by years and, and, and not months or, or games or weeks or whatever, give me Nagelsmann. Don't, don't go back to Luis Enrique. Don't give me one of these older guys. If you're trying to build a program, let's build around a young manager. Give me Nagelsmann. But I, I, I think that that's a, a better move unless you, you think we need, you know, another two, three year guy until we find the guy. I'm so on the fence now. I thought I had the right, you know, I thought I had a clear vision as to what I wanted to see here. And when, when Bowley came on and they're talking about this longevity idea and like everybody's thinking, yeah, wouldn't it be great to have like a Sir Alex Ferguson United type run? Or even you know, us with, with Mourinho on the first stand, like just like a prolonged period of success with the club. And I don't I honestly don't know anymore. Because I'm thinking about all the successful teams in Europe. You look at Barcelona over the years, you look at Real Madrid, you look at Bayern. They haven't really done that. You know, they they flip their managers every few years or so. Um there's nobody who's been you know, City, they've had Pep in there for for a long time. They've had a really long run of success, but there's only how many Peps are there? Um, we can't speak to too many teams that have really built out this longevity model and had it work. And I think some of this has to do with the egos of the players these days versus what it was before. And eventually, ideas get stale unless you have the type of manager who's going to constantly want to reinvent and 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 is really good at continually motivating and finding new ways to motivate the same guys in a dressing room. So I honestly don't know what the right move is. Um, I think you obviously have to go one or two directions. You either find a guy, listen, all right, I'm just going to get this one off the top. Thomas Tuchel was the perfect guy because he's young enough to be able to grow with that ship has sailed. I'm going to leave that one alone. But when we look at the guys who's out there, including Nagelsmann, who, um, you know, I think is a really good manager, uh, Ruben Amarine from Sporting, Zinedine Zidane. I don't think you, you, have, you have young guys who you can grow with, but it scares me because I don't know if we need that. As much as I want it, I don't. I just don't know enough about those guys to think that as young younger managers and managers that have less experience, are they the ones that are ready to take a weak, shitty mentality of a club, which is where we are right now, and get that moving? Or do we need to, for maybe a shorter stint, 
get back to the well or find somebody who's experienced, who's got trophies galore and who have proven it before to reinvigorate these guys. And really just, this is a headspace thing. If Real doesn't want Carlo Ancelotti anymore, I think there's been rumors about him going to Brazil. I'd scoop him right back up in a second. A guy who's got that stature, that regal stature of, bro, I've won every damn thing there is out here. I know everything. So there's that measure of respect between the guys on the field and the guy who's leading it. Whereas I don't, I think these guys liked Graham Potter. They probably thought he was really nice and sweet. And he brought cookies out to Cobham. But there was no like fear of him. There was no, you were a shitty player. You were a shitty manager. You haven't accomplished anything. So who are you to tell me what to do? There had to be some of that in there. You get a Carlo Ancelotti. I dare even say a Jose. I wouldn't even mind that again. I really wouldn't. I mean, I know that the brand of football is stable. I don't care about the brand of football. I want a guy who, I want a guy who's a figurehead. And I think I'm leaning more in that direction than going with a manager who still needs to grow, who still needs to get to that level. Because I'm afraid that we're going to repeat what we just went through. Hmm. Fair enough. But, well, but that's where my that's where my noodle has been has been going. That said, if we did pick up Nagelsmann, I wouldn't be sitting here slamming the table, being pissed off because I do think that he's a good up and coming manager. I just I'm terrified. Like, does he know how to get into young men's heads who've been just beaten down and lost all their confidence and build them up? I don't know because I don't know enough. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is going to be an interesting decision again, because this is one that we can't get wrong. This one has to be mended. And it's all about, again, Real right now, but get ready for an interesting and laid out season next year, because we're not going to have European football. And I think we're really going to have to make an extra effort in the cup competitions next year, because everything is going to matter so much. The league cup will matter. Yeah, so some kind of silverware has to emerge from a season where we don't have Europe and we better kick ass in the premier league because you're going to have a long time to prep and with N'Golo Conte back who has to, I, I now I'm switching back to the players. Now seeing NG back, speaking of guys that we need that need to, you know, be here. If we're going to turn things around, we got to give NG another contract. How valuable is that dude? He is unbelievable. And, you know, him paired with Enzo, uh, I think over the course of time would just be really, really, really fantastic. And in in watching the game today, those are the only two guys where I'm sitting there and I'm like, these are the only two guys on the field that I have true confidence in right now that can potentially make something happen. Yeah. Um, I saw Reese James to some extent. I thought he had a decent game. You know, Chilwell can get some things done, but... It's kind of hard for you to be a wingback and not have anybody to cross into or not have anybody to play with up front to interchange. So you're off, you're on an island. You're just trying to make something happen, but there's nobody on the receiving end. I, I thought that out of everybody today, NG, and again, even though it wasn't a dynamic game, seeing him and Enzo in the middle there gives me a tremendous amount of confidence in our midfield. And we dominated the midfield. Oh no, for, for for sure. They were they were both excellent. I mean, we we have tremendous players. We we obviously need two strikers. Uh and 
look, n- next year in the in the Premier League, I'm I'm already kind of resigning myself to what I'm going to have to be, you know, prepared for. But everything is going to be online next year. They, they they've got to be borderline perfect. And I can't believe that we're already talking about uh, next season with you know ten ten Premier League games left or or whatever it is. It, it's just. I just can't believe that this is the state of affairs. It sucks. And I know we're not used to it, but you know, I think we're going to look back at this period of time with some hindsight and look at what's happened with this off season, with the new owner, probably a, whatever may have happened behind the scenes with Thomas Tuchel. I think we can all agree that that was probably a mistake. I mean, unless he did, unless he banged Todd Bowley's wife, <laughs> Like something along those lines of just personal disrespect, but that was a really bad mistake because since he's left, we dropped from fourth on the table down to now 11th. And we're a semblance, I mean, we're a shadow of what we were. So I really hope that they do their due diligence. It was probably Todd Bowley making most of the decisions at the time that they hired Graham Potter and inexperience bled through. I'm hoping that he relies upon some of the other guys in this board and all these dudes that they pulled from all over Europe to come in and make up like the the leadership of this team. And they have to find the right guy. They have to find the right guy. Because if we do get the right guy and we start getting that confidence back into this team, we see what we can do in the buildup. We just need to be able to get that finishing touch and have these guys starting to enjoy playing again. From there, dude, we have the ponies. Yeah. We have a lot of options. Like this, this is a, this could be a pretty quick fix next year, assuming you have the right no, guy leading there, the team. There's no, there's no doubt. Well, that and we need a striker, it, yeah, you know, an yeah. out and out finisher. I mean, it's yes. an absolute necessity. And also, where's Benoit Batty-Shield been? I, I have to say that again. Kukurea gave up the crazy header uh, for Ali Watkins' mm-hmm. goal, and it was just absolutely, you know, ridiculous. The California Redwood does not do that. And also that nickname endorsed by Mr. Chris Hollins himself. He liked that one, ran it by him. He definitely liked that one. So I will keep calling him the California Redwood because I I just think he is tremendous and elegant. I don't know why he hasn't been out there. And again, Kukurea gets another another start. Um, I would rather see Batty Ashiel out there, you know, instead of him. I just want to show I mean, dude, at, at the end of the day for now, if, if we decided to clip all of Potter's staff and we had another guy lined up, like a quick in and out, like what Byron did with Tuchel, I think we'd be seeing very different personnel out there. But we're going with a Potter guy, and I'm sure they were in the boardrooms together figuring out who they liked and what type of formation they liked. And Dude, we still saw the same bullshit today. We're roughly 60 minutes into the game. Guess who's running onto the field? Fucking Goldilocks to go ahead and absolutely Spider massacre monkey. the game. He sucks. I don't know why you would even give it to him. We have a shitload of midfielders. Go ahead and give it to anybody else but him. Put Carney out there. Throw throw Mason Mount out there. Even with the contract dispute. Even with him sucking on his thumb and being pissy about it. He everybody is better than Connor Gallagher. Everybody. Put RLC in the midfield. I'm happy with it. I will take that over Connor Gallagher. But we do the same shit every time. So you know. I, I, I don't think we're going to see any sort of revolutionary or, you know, really ingenious changes with a manager who's never managed before, who is a Graham Potter guy. 
I hope he can just kind of help these guys with the mindset, given that he's not that far removed from being a player and maybe get the locker room feeling a little bit better and you know, get their head straight. And then this is all about next season. It's all about next season. Unless again, we do something really stupid in champions. League. Well, look, look, I don't, look, think look I, I don't, I don't see it happening either, but I'll just say this. We have to hold out hope. We have to hold out hope. Anything is possible in football. So e- even though it seems entirely unlikely, and it is highly unlikely, there is still a chance. have to say it. And, and dude, at the end of the day, man, this is the best I've felt about this team in months. Probably, to, you know, the, I guess the only thing that we had to cheer about was the Dortmund game. That was the only real game where I think we could truly say, like, that, that, was, that was a really good performance that we put out there. I at least feel bright about the future because if we had finished the season with Graham Potter and they had kept him on for another year, so fuck me, man, dude. This would have been absolute misery. At the very least, we can restart the clock and at least there's some hope of success. There's hope. There was no hope before. It was over. So these are good times, man. This is a good thing for us to feel positive about. Admit the mistake, cut ties, let's move on, and hopefully we get somebody good in here. There's Nagelman, Nagelsman, whoever. Give me somebody good. Yes. And who has experience <laughs> and didn't coach in Norway. Look, man, they're, <laughs> they definitely know that they have to get this one right. And we have to, we have yeah. to see a marked improvement. So, look, it, it goes without saying. What, 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 do we, what do we got next? What, what, are we, what are we looking forward to, man? I, I, didn't, uh, I, didn't, even, I didn't even look at, this, at the schedule. I think we have uh, I think we have Real next. No, I think we got Wolves. Don't we have Wolves over the weekend? Let's look this up so it won't sound like total fools. I thought we have Wolves and then we have Real Madrid. Uh, yeah, you're giving us too much credit. We already sound pretty stupid. Uh, hold on. Wolves. Yeah. Away, away at Wolves and then Real. Yeah. Oof. Got to figure that out. Got to figure out a way to get three points, Jay. Just to just to redeem ourselves, just a tad. Fuck, man, just to score a couple of goals, guys. Just score a couple of goals against Wolves. Oh, you know, give yourself some positivity going into the Real game. Who knows? Yeah, and you know what we can start doing again? Who's going to score next for Chelsea? Now we can do the who's going to score next predictors. Everybody loves those. Just to piss you off, I'm doing Mark Kukurey. Ah. Uh. Hey man, well, 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 take him, take him, Betty Shield spot, and he's gonna score. Yeah, we'll the goal. see if I can get you to change your mind. In the meantime, look, man, I, I, I'm, I'm really glad that we got back together to do this. This is, uh, this is what yeah. we do. This is why we do it. We love the club. Uh, thank you, everybody, for the uh, likes, for the follows, all the subscriptions on YouTube. Please like, please subscribe, follow us on any of the streaming platforms that you like to consume your podcast on. We appreciate it. America is indeed blue, and we will be back with you this weekend after we kick the shit out of wolves, hopefully. So uh, all the best until then, Jay. Stay optimistic. Hopefully we can bag a couple of goals this weekend. Adios, my friends. Adios, man.